Hi, this is Ben Kay, the Charlie FC groundsman on the Drunkard United Football Show. And you're with the gruesome twosome Sams. It's pretty fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's not bad. I like you it. know, BT, us. It's just, you know, the hierarchy still intact, I believe, right? Absolutely, especially when the mongoose is at the helm. <laughs> you know, the mongoose knows what he's talking about. <laughs> and you're, you're well-rested. You got your little quick 10-second power nap in. needed that bad. Of course you did. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye. And drink your rye, Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Great day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord, but straight and short. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the perfect teammate, Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you, sir. How are you? You're, you're happier about the back and forth banter. and Yes, and because that's how it's supposed to work. Shit that's written on the show sheets <laughs> that isn't actually written on the show sheets, but show sheets, but you like to imaginarily make them be on the show sheet. Well, since I've never read the show sheet, I wouldn't know. Yeah, well, last week <laughs> on Injury Time, you made it very clear that you knew exactly what the show sheet said. Well, I know what it should say. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I am a tyrant. Yes, that we know. Yes, you are. And a bully. Um, speaking of bullies, how about you hit that fucking mute button? We're recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all pad- podcast platforms. <laughs> on all podcast platforms. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I'll, I'll That's remember. What you get. I'll remember that when you all fuck up too. <laughs> check us out on the podcast platforms. <laughs> you can check us out on all podcasting <laughs> platforms. Please rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sam Graham. Try not to fuck this one up. How can people get in touch? Sure. On the old interwebs, you can jump on to at D football show uh, on the social media sites uh, and then D football show at gmail.com <coughs> to get in touch via email. And as always, your friendly reminder to join the banter page of which Sam almost got us banned. Drunkard United FC. Uh, so find that on the uh, the closed group so you can be part of all the shit talk. And be uh, be amazed by the new introspective character that is on uh, the Drunkard United FC page. Hashtag woke Sam. Bloody fucking brilliant. It's bloody fucking brilliant if I do say so myself. I'm sure you do say so yourself. Uh, I I don't know who you're talking about. I'm, it's just, look, you have the name Sam. I have the name Sam. Woke Sam is somebody completely fucking different, okay? Oh, he's different, all right. <laughs> got nothing to he's do. Very different. Got nothing to do with me. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but we did get an email real quick from our boy, Keith, who is our one of our big Newcastle supporters. And... Um, Real fast, this is actually pertains to you in case, like you normally do, don't have your bet figured out yet for the show. Um, gentlemen, I reach out to you for a bit of help. I'm hoping Sam Graham will be uh, will be willing to provide his support to a Magpie Nation and bet on Villa this Friday. Sorry, <laughs> Producer Mel. And uh, Brighton next week. Uh, we need all the help we can get this month. Uh, love the show. So, very good. So can you go ahead and make those two bets for I, uh, I will- Keith? I will do the best that I can. Sure. 
And, you know, if you know, you know, you bet for the other one, you know, Newcastle's going to win. So, of course, that'd be good for, for them. For them. They'd, yeah, definitely would. They, they would appreciate it. And that. I told you, only for the low, <laughs> low price of $5.99, you'll be able to get me to bet whatever you want. <laughs> Very good. That'll make me more money than the actual betting. That's true. <laughs> Same on myself. Both work in the wine and spirit industry and both share a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Uh, continuing with the top 20, but it's March. It's time to start drinking the Irishes. That's it. All right. So this week we've got the Teeling Whiskey uh, Single Pot Still. Uh, this comes in at 92 proof uh, and is number 15 on Whiskey Advocate's top 20 of 2020. Panel rating of 92 uh, and runs you about 75 uh, to 79.99 on the shelf. Uh, triple distilled in Dublin, Teeling's debut single pot still expression is distinctive in its unusual 50-50 <coughs> mash bill of malted to unmalted barley, adding an element of virgin American oak to deliver a charismatic quality and texture. The nose is reminiscent of cinnamon breakfast cereal with delicate touches of melon and white grape, but it's the vibrancy of the cinnamon nutmeg, and pepper at this perfect proof that most impresses, <coughs> taking a decisive lead over the soft stone and orchid, uh, orchard fruit orchid, orchard fruit and glossy caramel flavors. Told you I can't read. My balls. <laughs> Plodcast. How about all the words you just got wrong there, Killer? I'm not good at reading. <laughs> <laughs> Me no read so good. I'm just over the watching, and it's just like it was like fifth grade book report. Project. He was watching him fall again. down the stairs, just like slowly, just reaching for handrails, wow. looking back up the stairs at you, like desperately for help. Like help me! <laughs> it's like falling up, uh, falling down the up escalator. Just yep. kept going, perpetuating. Um, uh, hit hit the mute button, please. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. See, see how quickly your teammate's no longer on your side when you criticize him? <laughs> so uh, pot, pot still is a very l limited known uh, style of Irish whiskey. Of course, we all know the single malts, which are similar to that in the regards of... Um, a single malt, single right, barley. Right, yep. as One Scottish whiskeys as well. Ireland makes them too. There's a great debate over who made it first. Uh, then, we, of course, we know the blends. The blends is what we're most commonly used to with Jameson and Tullamordu and Bushmills as being blends. That's a blend of malts and uh, single grain and um, pot still whiskey all mixed together, depending on if you're – I know in the case of Tully, it's three different uh, yes. distillates, right? Mm -hmm. I believe with um, I believe with uh, Jameson, it's still just is, two. Pot still is one of them. Yes. Which <clears throat> gives it that bit more body than Jameson has. Yes. Now, the – so you have, like I said, those two. Then you have single grain, which ironically is not a single grain. It's a single group of grain going through one column still. So like the standard Glendalock that you've seen before. Um, also, Teeling makes one as well, a single grain. It's something you can get away with making quickly, and right. it can be young. So it can be less than five years old and yep. sellable. Got a little more oomph to it than a blend does, a, a little more rough around the edges, but, uh, you know, it, it, like I said, a little more body to it. The pot still really is, it's always been a style that's been available, but it hasn't been a style that's been bottled, right? Right. <clears throat> Reasoning behind that, single malts take a while. And for those of you who don't know, no more than 10, 15 years ago, 
There were three fucking distilleries in Ireland, mm-hmm. right? Ireland has grown leaps and Up bounds. Up until about three years ago, Tullamore Dew was the largest construction project in Ireland. Right. When they were building their distillery in, t- in the town of Tullamore. Yes. So, and that's, that, that's just, they're just, everybody was buying whiskey from one of three places. Middleton, which is obviously um, uh, Jameson, you know, Bushmill Distillery, which they're really not buying much of because that's all the way up near Northern Ireland. It's in Northern yeah. Ireland. And then you had- um, The Cooley Distillery. Right. And then you had the Cooley Distillery. Yeah. Yep. So these, the thing with, with a pot still is a pot still doesn't have to be a full-bledged single malt, Right. So at least 70, I'm sorry, at least 50% has to be single malt, right? Mm-hmm. And then the rest can be mixed with whatever. So you can mix it kind of like a blended whiskey in Scotland. You can mix it with corn. You can mix it with unmalted barley. Doesn't matter. Well, again, this is a matter of being able to make things quickly, right? So distilleries that are just now opening, that are just now have facilities that over the past 10 years got to sell fucking whiskey, right? You can't live off of selling Irish gin forever, especially when all of America's selling fucking gin as well. Right. Which that's in a month, my friend. That's in a month. Um, But that kind of idea of a pot still is you're able to crank out something quick. Now, that being said, it was kind of like craft whiskey in America. Not all of it was particularly that great, right? But the stuff's finally starting to find legs and get age and starting to really get good. And um, this is delightful. Whiskey Advocate completely agreed because all three of the Irishes this uh, on this single list pot stills, are yep. single pot stills. So I, I I love the cinnamon to it. I definitely get a little bit of honey. I um, don't get the pepper that they no, spoke about. I get cinnamon. I definitely yeah, get cinnamon. Cin- but I cinnamon's don't get there. Uh, honey. There's almost a, a nuttiness to it as well. Yeah, it's I, lovely. I I really I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> I and think it's not overly hot. It's very round, full body. I'm I'm happy with this. The tropical fruit that they mention, I don't so much get. Nah. I equate that to the honey, to be honest with you. You know, yeah. I'm maybe with you. you could say maybe it's honeydew, but to me, it's ultimately honey. Right. Um, but a lovely little whiskey and a great way to kick off uh, doing our uh, Irish whiskeys for the next few days. Yeah, next, next few, few shows. shows. Yeah. All right. Pretty great. What else we got to do, Sammy? We have to drink responsibly, and uh, hopefully, we get a good clank here. Good show. That was, was wow. beautiful. Wow. Look at her producing something. Can only go downhill from here. <laughs> Sammy, and then there was a little hope. With that hope comes a little opportunity. And then there's a chance to save your season. Fulham 1, Liverpool 0, Newcastle 0, West Brom 0, Leicester City 2, Brighton 1. Um, Fulham's undefeated in the Merseyside this season. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Fulham's awesome at the moment. Uh, they're, remember we talked about those those narrow losses that felt like wins because they played so well after playing like such shit to open the year? Mm-hmm. We were worried that they weren't actually going to turn any results into wins. But over the last couple of weeks, they're showing that they can. Um, they're being shaped more and more each performance after Scott Parker and the way that he wants to play. Mm-hmm. And they're they're proving to be a decent little outfit. Uh, I said it a few weeks ago. I'll say it again now. Actively rooting for them to stay up. Like I, I love our Newcastle boys, and I, I, I you know, for I'd feel for them if Newcastle went down. I don't feel for Newcastle if Newcastle goes down. No, I don't feel for Brighton if Brighton goes down. No, I'm actively, actively rooting for. And frankly, I think Fulham's going to be the probably the 16th place team, not the 17th place team. I think both of these teams that they're now even on points with and one point behind are going to be behind them. It's just a matter of which one's going to be in the drop. Yep. 
Uh, absolutely. I, I would completely agree with that. And then you have Sheffield United picking up wins here and there also that, that maybe uh, uh, could storm back a little bit. I think West Brom's dead in the water. I think we can agree on that. Oh, God, yes. It's it's over for them now. Yeah, but um, you're absolutely right. But if Brighton and Newcastle <laughs> keep free-falling the way they are, there's there's always a chance until it's mathematically impossible, there's a chance. Right. Um, and Fulham and Sheffield can both take some some confidence in that and, and try to push on. Right. You know? Um, Areola was fantastic in this game. Oh, that save against Jota in the second <sighs> half. Oh, he, he, he was fantastic. Absolutely kept full a minute, although Liverpool didn't really offer much, to be honest. But when he was called upon, he, he stepped up to the task brilliantly. And it was Lamina that got the goal uh, just before halftime. And we talked about it's kind of cliche, but we talk about that little gut punch right before you walk in. And you could tell Liverpool came out ready to fucking go in the second half. And, um, but Fulham just defended for their lives. They got block after block after block. And they only ended up, I think, with three total shots on target, Liverpool. So in the brilliance that is the uh, Fulhamish Fulham supporters uh, here in the States, when uh, uh, Lamina scores, a whole bunch of little pictures of uh, Super Mario doing the yeah. kick in the air. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's brilliant. Now, Absolutely I, brilliant. I have a question for Mel in uh, regards to this game. Our boy Jason... Uh, keeps calling them the shagging whites. So if Villa's fucking and Fulham shagging, what's I going mean, on here? I've seen Chris Scott Parker. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> Changed it up. Was wearing the gray petticoat this time. That's right. Yeah. He looking was sharp. wearing the gray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that jaw was locked. He oh, was yeah. looking. He was looking studly oh, yeah. on the sidelines. Yep. Yeah. Parker can get it <laughs> easily. Yeah. Uh, All right. Easily. Parker. So Parker. The, unlike Klopp, turned his back to Klopp when the whistle got blown and did the. Away, yeah. like, because he's respectful, not run out on the field and hug his goalie like they've never won a fucking game before. <laughs> but they, um, yeah. So, how does it feel to have competition in the uh, ladies' team realm? It's not a ladies' man, is it? It's the whole. Team. I mean, it's the whole team, and, and I'd say their attraction isn't just uh, women. I'm sure there's a lot of men that also thinks that Scott Parker can get it. Ooh, 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 ooh! <laughs> I know, I know the ultimate trump card. It's Fulhamish. They're in the friend zone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, yeah. they're, now, they're too polite to seal the deal. That's the thing. No, <laughs> but there will be one night with a lot of alcohol where a person will go, meh, fuck it. <laughs> and give it a try. There we go. Good and call. And then the next day, you know, breakfast, friend zone. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Jurgen decides to shake up the lineup, make a lot of changes. Uh, doesn't seem to work out. <laughs> no, they lost. He, it didn't work. He, he, here's here's a few questions for you. I mean, he he definitely he didn't start Trent Alexander Arnold. That's which, a that's a yep. message. That's a Big, you're not playing well enough, right? Which yep. frankly he has not been. Like all the shit we like to give Robertson, he still plays very well defensively, and he's still a, a you know an instigator out there on the right. pitch, right? <clears throat> Alexander Arnold's just going one way. The problem is, is your job is to defend the other way, you know, and, and he was getting beat a lot lately. Uh, I did like to see that they went with the two uh, younger players in the back. Just fucking go for it. Play just players that are natural to that position. And you'd be surprised how much of a difference that makes. Um, I thought for the most part, they handled everything well. Lamina did very well uh, in taking his goal. Oh, did everything by the book. Good strike, far post, shot early. Yep. You know, head down, just put yep. his foot through it. 
and and to the far side, and Allison had no chance. I mean, that's that's everything you look for. Complete textbook when you're coaching the U nines. That's what you're trying to teach them. Yeah, um, and it, it was it, brilliant. But other than that, I think Fulham were pretty well marshaled. Mm-hmm. Um, now there were a few times Lookman, especially Caballero as well, provided fantastic uh, outlets. Yeah, and and really looked dangerous on the counter. Um, now Lookman, I don't uh, particularly in the first half. In the second half, they obviously played more defensive, which you would expect them to do because you're holding you. You reach that point that once it hits the 65th minute, you are now playing in 10 minute increments. Absolutely, you know, like that's and it. We're I don't I don't we're know worrying if, about saving this game now with his um, ties to Everton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Lookman seems like he kept that hatred for Liverpool because he was working his socks off both sides of the ball. He's been nothing but phenomenal since since that penalty miss. Mm-hmm. I, I, I he's been absolutely great and 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 a key player to them. And I believe he's in on loan um, from you, Leipzig or somebody. Right? right? If yeah. you survive Fulham, by him, that is priority number, number one. one. Yep, them number and, one. And Ruben Loftus Cheek, in my opinion, too, because when <laughs> when he comes on, when he plays for them, they look so dangerous. I say you find Loftus Cheek on the cheap though, because. He's not giving them goals, but he's giving them the, his size really takes up a lot of the, uh, takes up a lot of the pitch. He's able to hold up well, but you need to figure out how do you work Reed and Lookman off of Loftus cheek, you know, mm-hmm. and ultimately let's face it. I think we're kind of got the answer about Mitrovic. He's going to be a bit part player from here on out. I mean, yeah, yeah. Or, they they play better without him. Yeah, so, he's too much of a focal point when he's in the team. Right. So you know, do you play two strikers with with the off striker and Loftus Cheek and him feeding them with some combination of Lamina, Reed, and Guisa behind them? Caballero, holding, yeah. Right. You know, well, Caballero, I or think would probably be a wing, sub. Yeah. Would be a sub or or a rotation player for them. But um, here's the bigger question. I. I I really don't want to talk about Liverpool in this case, and it's not just because I'm an Everton fan. Celebrate the team that won and played a great fucking game. I don't think Liverpool are ever going to score a goal at Anfield again. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Right <laughs> right now, the tw- as of 2021, Everton Football Club has scored more goals in Anfield than Liverpool has. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, does Fulham stay up? Do you, do you think they I, do it? I'm starting to believe that they can. I'm really starting to believe that they can. And what I see out of Brighton and what I see out of Newcastle, like you said, I, I, I feel for um, for our boys that support those clubs, um, Alan, Keith, Paul, I, yeah. I feel for them. Um, but the way in which the clubs have carried themselves and the, the lack of Graham's Potter's case, the <coughs> saturation of creativity – and in Steve Bruce's case, the lack of creativity right. in trying to change tactics and do things to actually stay up, to to, to be proactive and, and try to win games and try to get points on the board. The the lack of, <coughs> of that desire um, and being married to their system is kind of starting to piss me off. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, you have to try to win football matches. Well, and in, in terms of Brighton, you know, um, if you're... <laughs> I don't want a victim blame. Right. But if you're carrying something of value, right, on your walk home, stick to the main road. Don't walk in the back alleys because that's two smashing grabs in a row yeah. where you got your fucking pocket pick. <laughs> yeah, precisely. It, like, you know what I mean? If you if your wallet's got over a hundred bucks in it, 
stick to the main road that's well lit. Yeah, don't don't go back down the alley. If you go down the alley, you're looking to get jumped. Especially when you got a cut like Jamie fucking Vardy sitting around. <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely getting robbed. Well, let's kind of <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about these two collectively because I only put these two into the first segment, honestly, to go along with the fact that Fulham won, and we now have something honestly to talk about each week, which which is the bottom of the table race now as we go into the last 11 to 10 games of the season here. Um, Newcastle and West Brom ultimately offered nothing. There was a lot of play in the middle of the field, but I think that's because the two defenses just went, we're not letting you get in at right. all. Yep. There were some opportunities on each side to win this game. I feel like West Brom is showing the initiative to try to win. I just don't think they have the pieces to win. Correct. They they need a goal scorer. I mean, there there was talk of bringing Daniel Sturridge in from the cold, uh, which I think he's unattached. Yeah. And if nothing else, he is a goal scorer. If he can stay fit, he gets goals. So why they haven't done anything about that, I don't know. Well, and, and is they Deanya, added, they added has, maybe, but uh, maybe. Maybe he'll score. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I mean, maybe he'll play well. Maybe he'll score. Maybe. <laughs> but Deanya is, is there looks to be their most dangerous player. Right. Pereira's a, a, a flash player, like we saw um, with uh, Watford's Pereira mm-hmm. um, last season, uh, where they can score, but they often try things that are far too audacious to, to actually get goals yeah. um, on a consistent basis. And, you know, I, I mean, I don't know if Big Sam knows it. I don't know, because, I mean, he also doesn't know what club he manages because he's too busy talking about what he could have done at Everton. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> instead of annoying. talking about his own performance. But anyway, um, I don't know if he realized this or understands this, but uh, to win football matches, you actually have to score a goal. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a single goal scorer in their team. And and for somebody like Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who I really like, uh, the, the Arsenal loanee, mm-hmm. um, for him to walk in and then be in the top three players in their team, where he was, it's like you just lack the quality. You're you're a glorified championship club having a lovely day out in the Premier League. I, again, my and heart that, is that's it. We'll see you right back down in the championship next season. You're not ready. Well, He's not he, ready. Here, well, here's the problem: is I feel like they they made the jump to Big Sam was the wrong decision. It was reactionary, and then Sam completely takes your team. And fucks it off. But it wasn't reactionary. Yeah. Slavin Billis got a draw at Manchester City. Yeah. Like, and they had, and, <laughs> and then they sacked him. He was already fired before the match, is right. also the rumor. Is that oh, he so, was already fired before the match. So they just showed up. It was like, maybe they won't notice. No, they'd already made the decision <laughs> and he just didn't know it. Oh, they had like, to. Yeah, of course. They had to. It like, doesn't matter what no, he does. There's he's no fired. way that you could justify his firing after right. a result like that if that was taken into consideration whatsoever. Yeah. So what what I'm getting at is is that they were on the team when they came up. You hire Big Sam. Big Sam goes out and gets a bunch of pieces that don't necessarily fit the puzzle you're making. And then when you go down, he's going to fuck off. He's not going to come down with you. And, and then you're going to have to sell a bunch of pieces, including a bunch of the young pieces that got you there, because they're going to be dissatisfied that they're not playing. Like, I, I really... I, yeah, I feel for West Brom fans because it felt like they had created a decent team that was maybe a season too early to go up, mm-hmm. kind of like what Norwich is doing because Norwich is now 10-point lead in yeah, the championship. They're Donner, yeah. running away with it. And they're kind of thinking, okay, well, that was probably us, and we'll have our, we'll take our licking, and we'll go down, and we'll come right back up. No, Big Sam's completely fucked it. 
Like you, oh, you yeah. guys are going to need to be completely restructured when you go back down to the championship. And it's a crying fucking shame for an established original club to, to the top flight of football. It's, yeah. it's, it's, honestly, it's a fucking shame. It is. Um, yeah. Slavin Bilic was, was had a, a puzzle of a horse in a field that he wasn't quite done with. They fired him and big Sam brought a whole bunch of pieces of a puzzle for ducks. Yeah. <laughs> and he's trying to make it look good. And it looks like absolute shite. And uh, moving on to the, to Lester Brighton for Lester short and sweet. Again, this is just a big win. Both them and Manchester United really needed to get wins this weekend because the rest of the pack is starting to creep up to them for second and third. Mm-hmm. And you, city starting to really distance themselves from the two of them. So Lester really fucking needed this. You also needed to know you could win without Madison Barnes. And Barnes. And, yeah. yeah. Like yep. it would, big, 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 big fucking W for, uh, for Lester. Yeah. They, once they grew into the game, they started to really dominate, but, I thought Brighton, for large portions of the game, were well in front. They looked the more dangerous. Whole first half. Um, it, was their, it was their match the entire way till right at the end. Yep. Again, like you said, smash and grab. Got beat over the head with a fucking blackjack twice. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's hard to, to really justify that comment for me because at the end of the day, Leicester had more shots, more shots on target, had more possession. But... But it all for came lar- late. Right. For large portions of the game, I felt like Brighton <laughs> were much more dangerous. But they just they lacked the impetus. They had another game with, you know, 10-plus shots, one fucking goal again. They have to finish. They have to find a way to finish. Neil make less, makes less for a reason, and now we're seeing it. Maybe Gwenduzi wasn't too far off. Right. Um, Danny Welbeck still can't get uh, a consistent run in from him. And... And he's a player that needs that consistent run. Lalana finally to be gets able a goal. To, to be able to find, finally. Right, but to be, to be able to find his scoring yeah. boots and find his feet, he needs a consistent <laughs> run on the team. Not these 10-minute cameos in a row. It's just not going to happen. Right. And you know, when he I was mean, scoring goals for Arsenal and before that for Manchester United, it was usually he was in the team two, three games in a row, did fuck all, and then all of a sudden scored in four straight. I, you know what I mean? Because he had that, that run and his, he was loose and ready to go and confident. But he's just not getting the look in from Graham Potter that that he needs. I see a lot of, in, in McAllister, who's been playing a lot lately, I see a lot of last year's Trissard in him. Like, there, yeah. the, you, you look at him and you go, there's talent. Like, there's a reason why he's got the 10 on the back of his jersey. Like, this is a decent young player, and he's going to be really good. He just ain't there yet. He's just, he's not. He's not there yet. Right. And that unfortunate injury to Aaron uh, to McConnelly, yeah, um, or Aaron Connolly. I mean, Aaron Connolly. Yeah. I know I got McAllister back in my head again. Eh, no problem. <laughs> um, Aaron Connolly. Uh, that came at such a bad time because he was playing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, now he is back, but he looks a little bit different of a player now. Yeah, um, agreed. You know, a step off of it, and it, it'll come with time. The more he plays, but um, when they were on that five or six or eight game unbeaten run, whatever it was. Uh, he was integral to that, Aaron Connolly, scoring <coughs> scoring some goals and stuff. And and Brighton were and Sully March is a big miss. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, a lot of them were sharing the goals around. La, uh, Lamptey, right? Tarek Lamptey is that his name? Yep, Lamptey um, or Kyle Lamptey? No, Tarek, Tarek, Tarek Lamptey. Okay, his pace, uh, uh, game changer in the early part time, of the at season. least, at least. And he's been out for four months. Right. So it's it's just it's tough for them. I feel I feel for them um, because they're not a very deep squad, and you can tell. But it, 
uh, it doesn't look good. I, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. You have to adjust to what happens. You have to adjust your game plan when injuries happen, when things go poorly. And Graham Potter just doesn't seem to do it, and I start to lose sympathy for them. Uh, hard to feel much sympathy for a team that only has three-headed goals, uh, head, head ball goals, when they got a guy who's seven fucking ten on their team. Yeah. So the Manchester Derby happened, and old Ole has now beat City at the Etihad three times. First manager uh, for Manchester United to win his first three games at City. Go fucking figure. Manchester United two, Manchester City nil. I, I could say this much. I don't think City blew that game. They played well. They had opportunities. United just defended exceptionally well. Henderson had a good game in the net. The two center backs, Lindelof and Maguire, had a really good game in the back. They were blocking shots because it wasn't like City didn't have chances. City had chances. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I thought uh, Dean Henderson played very, very well. Yeah. A couple of fantastic saves. Um, also, I just want to say, 35 seconds in, see what happens when you start praying to Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is in the Drunken United FC group, boys and girls. Um, and for those of you who don't know, one Mr. Houston is an atheist. <laughs> Thanks, Jesus. It was very funny. Um, Fernandez had the uh, had the penalty, uh, obviously, uh, 35 seconds in um, and took it very well. Uh, Ederson guessed right, but it was well struck, well placed, um, and there was no chance he was getting to that. Fair penalty, too. Absolutely. And, of course, that changes the pace of the game. It's just no, like... But it forces City to come out, which <laughs> they were always going to come out anyway because that's their style, but it gave Rashford and Martial the impetus to um, to to, to counterattack, and they did. I mean, they had four or five decent efforts um, in that opening 15 minutes. Mm. A couple went wide. Ederson yeah. saved one or two, but... It was they were pushing. The United were off to a flyer. Yeah, it was it was fantastic from them. It's, and also when a team scores early, particularly in a derby, I mean, look at the Merseyside and Richarlison scores in the first ten. That completely changes what the home team's doing at that point. So how City then plays the game against United completely changes. How <laughs> Liverpool played the game against Everton completely changed. It, just, it didn't change how Pep viewed it. No, he no. just stood there with his hands in his fucking pockets. <laughs> Well, that's kind of how Pep views everything. Yeah, that's true. Um, in, a, in a hoodie with red. Now, I know it's for a charity that he supports. Is, that, is it a open arms or something? Yeah, yeah it's, it? it's a charity that he supports, but it's like, mate, you're the fucking blue side of the Manchester. Yeah. Why the fuck? <laughs> like, you're playing Liverpool. You're wearing red. You know, they wear red, motherfucker, right? <laughs> well, that was just like, fuck, that just, was just fucking saying. Was it Bielsa that had the Manchester United teacup? Yes. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Somebody get that. Take him to the club shop and get him a branded cup, please. Please, Fuck's please. Sake. You got him a branded. All he, has to, all he has to do is talk to Klopp and Tuchel and figure out how to use his discount. Oh, by the way, <laughs> and we'll we'll get to leads later. But I just want to mention this because you brought it up. His branded stool. He doesn't fucking sit on it anymore. The like the marketing team made him branded stool. He was like, "No, fuck you. It's not a bucket. I'm just gonna squat now. Fuck off." <laughs> That's too funny. Um. But yeah, City grew into the game as we knew, expected they would and knew that they would. And they were absolutely peppering balls into the box. Um, the United defense stayed strong. They, you know, Harry Maguire and, uh, and uh, what's his name? Lindelof. Lindelof, I'm sorry, were, were fantastic. Uh, again, Maguire, did you see him clean out 
Jesus. Oh yeah. That was yeah. That mm. was the Sam Graham tackle. That's the fuck you. Yeah. That's that. I know I'm gonna get the ball here. Yeah. <laughs> gonna get you too, mate. Yeah. And then then I'm gonna stand there and yeah. just let you know. <laughs> exactly. I'm still here. It was brilliant. I'm right here. Uh, you see me? Love uh-huh. that. Absolutely love that. Um, but City pressed and pressed. Uh, <coughs> they hit the angle at one point, um, but it was United that actually added the second goal through Luke Shaw with mm-hmm. his right foot of all things. I know. Great little run from him, too, to get the ball up the field I, and I then think cut inside. Yeah, I think he's putting himself in the conversation for – he should have had a goal earlier, but, mm-hmm. uh, again, right-footed and um, kicked it straight at Ederson, uh, which he saved easily. But he got another chance, and, and this one he tucked away. It was it was great. I think he's putting himself in the conversation for uh, an England call-up. Well, I mean, for really, the summer. I, I haven't, you know, obviously since uh, Trippier has gone over to um, Atletico, I really haven't followed him much. So I don't know if he's thriving there or not. I don't know how it's going for him. But, I mean, that's normally been England's number one call. Uh, he's a right back. Yeah, I thought uh, Shaw. No, no, that's right. Shaw's Shaw is a left back. back. I so thought Shaw was a right back. My apologies. Cresswell. Sorry. It, it would. It would be Cresswell. Um, the bloke that went to Chelsea, Chilwell, mm-hmm. and Luke Shaw. I think would be the left back. Wouldn't that be Alexander Arnold? I thought because uh, Robertson's the right back also. I thought Robertson's the right back. No, no, that's right. Robertson's the left back. He's so sorry, left-footed. It's sorry, 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 sorry. My, my my mistake. My mistake. Got blocked up there. Yes. No, Sam my only apologies. watches games in a mirror. Yeah. So he, everything's <laughs> inverted. Clearly, clearly, my my mistake. Sorry about that. Got 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 my got my two red shites confused. They're copites. They're gobshites. They're kind of the same thing. They're interchangeable. They can both fuck off. Please continue. Hey, take a break from your island game and book him a eye doctor appointment. Wait, okay. Jesus Christ. Oh, trust me. The the progressives, <laughs> aka trifocals, don't work for shit. Anyways, ninety percent of the time, I look at my phone. Twelve glasses- percent of the time, kind of like you're betting. <laughs> My glasses go on top of my head, or if I'm sitting on the computer, my glasses go on top of my head. <laughs> oh, please continue. Good. No, it just, it was uncharacteristic, let's say, from both sides. United defended well, which you don't always see. Right. Um, they took their chances, which you don't always see. Uh, and City were a bit wasteful and kind of soft, looked very vulnerable at the back. Yeah. So it just it it surprised the hell out of me. But I thought it was a decent game. I thought it was fun to watch. It was. It was some, very fun. Some to watch. of the football on display was brilliant. Yeah, um, was there a was a, a few times Manchester United looked a bit panicky, uh, but they survived it, and that's all you can ask for. I got to say, for for City, probably losing to United is better than losing to just say like one of the teams in the relegation battle, like some like because that they could just write off as ah we weren't there tonight. You know we weren't doing right. our thing. This probably now hyper focuses them and go, wait, motherfucker, we have a chance at the fucking quad. Right. And that, that's some of the guys on match of the fucking day. Hone in, hone the fuck in. Some of the guys on match of the day on Sky Sports, uh, mm-hmm. the, the link to that got shared uh, in DUFC. Yeah. Um, so watch that video. And that was one of the points that Graham Sunis made was this loss may come at the perfect time for them to humble them. Nice just little before, kick in the ass. Yeah, just before they have this run-in for the end of the season where the quadruple is still on the cards. <clears throat> right. So, and it's, as you said, a big enough game to pay attention to, right? It's mm-hmm. not like Fulham beat them and you go, oh, well, that's a fucking fluke. It's a one-off. It, right, exactly. It's Manchester United, who they're going to come up against teams in the Champions League. They're going to come up against teams in the latter stages of the FA Cup that are of that ilk. Mm-hmm. So, so they need to, you know, it, it, it comes at a good time to humble them. So I, I said this about uh, Leicester, and I say this now about United. 
they needed this fucking win this weekend because Chelsea and Everton and West Ham and don't look now Tottenham, who's gotten real fucking hot, real fucking quick, are suddenly now breathing down their necks. And if they would have lost like everybody would have expected them to be, it'd be like a two-point difference between second and fucking, like for both of those, for second and third between fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh, yep. suddenly it would be on a knife's edge. And to get those wins for both of those clubs was monster. Was big time, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely monster. So uh, for everybody that jumped on my back this weekend that came out of the fucking woodwork about Ole and the gym teacher doing something, I just want to tell you one thing. A blind squirrel finds a nut every now and again. Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Arsenal won, Burnley won. Fuck off. Southampton two, Sheffield nil, Villa nil, Wolves nil. Guess nobody fucked. <laughs> Tottenham four, <laughs> Palace one, Chelsea two, Everton nil, West Ham two, Leeds nil. Great start for you guys. I mean, you looked lively to start the match. and Yeah, we dominated the entire first half, most of the game, to be honest. Uh, it was... Great stuff. Uh, Bakuya Saka should have scored two goals. Um, Aubameyang should have had another one. Sabayos hit the post at the death. Mm -hmm. And apparently the VAR went for a wee jobby we're, we're uh, gonna, when the fucking handball happened. We're going to get to that. Stop Fuck. fucking shooting your load everywhere. No, I'm annoyed. It's <laughs> really annoyed. Got to build up the drama, man. This is a show. You got to give it a little... You know, a little gravitas, you know? <laughs> Come on. I was going to say, uh, so your worst nightmare came to fruition. Every time you watch your team play out of the back, you go, oh, dear God, please don't play out of the back. Oh, oh yeah. And finally, it it all came crashing down. Jaka <laughs> Jaka. Jaka just decided to kick it off somebody's chest and put it right in the back. It's Chris Wood, yeah. of all people. So... He had an opportunity to play that ball first time, right when Leno gave it to him, out wide right. Hold on. I want to rewind it for a second, where he's standing 25 yards out, sees Bert Leno with the ball, goes, hey, 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 me, and runs into the center of the box to the worst possible place ever. Well, I'm going to stand on the penalty spot. Please put the ball at my feet with my back with my back to all the play. This is a well, great so idea. If you, wa if you watch it, right, if Bert Leno gives him the ball, Chris Wood is on the six. So he had a chance to play that ball first time out yep. wide to the right, which he should have done in that situation. First, in that situation, he shouldn't have received the ball. Right, he should but, have never run to it in the first but place. But he did. So now what? He should have played that ball first time. Instead, he takes a touch with his left foot, which is his strong mm -hmm. leg. Um, the right one is barely there to even stand on. And then decides to try a clipped ball over a six-foot, four-inch forward. <laughs> With his weaker foot his from touch, the edge of the six. His what touch, a cunt bag. His touch put Chris Wood right in play. <laughs> like, hold is, on, hold on. I've got a wide open view of everything. Allow me to now make this shot harder. It's like when we play golf, you just hit it in the water and you're like, well, I you know, or hit it right in front of the water. You're like, ah, I just wanted to challenge myself. Personal <laughs> challenges. Yeah. That's what it's all about. I could have shot it over there in the big, bright green fairway where there's nothing, but I decided to scuff it right in the ground, right in front of the fucking water yeah. that goes for 200 yards. That's how I'm going to play golf today. <laughs> so annoying. So fucking annoying. I was texting with Chef Pat uh, uh, and and one of our boys, Daryl, um, during, during the game, and we just were fucking beside ourselves. 
We were absolutely fucking beside ourselves. <clears throat> so uh, then, then of course, we go to VAR twice. And uh, the first time, completely wrong. Because, again, much like Conte the week before, he's uh, if, if Fulham is called for a handball when the ball, when the hand is pressed firmly against the body and hits the arm, just like it would have hit the leg and does nothing different, but that's considered a handball, but a defender can put their arm into the air and knock it down. And it's somehow considered natural position. I still, the rules organization has changed it a little now to be like, if it doesn't progress towards a goal directly off of that person's play, it's, it's not a handball if it get like, so in that situation, that Fulham goal now would have counted as a goal. But again, like, why are you giving a set of rules to the defender that you aren't giving to an attacker? It's, it's, it's 22 ridiculous. men on the field. The rules should be, I'm sorry, 20 men on the field that are not allowed to use their hands and two people that are allowed to use their hands within a restricted area. The rules should be the same for every fucking player on the pitch. It doesn't matter where their arms are within the scope of things. It's like, stop trying to micromanage the They're, rule. Well, that's it. They're overcomplicating shit. I mean, I missed three, four years ago when the referee had discretion. And if it was intentional or you gained an advantage from it, it was called. Yeah. And in Chelsea's case with Conte, and in this case, gained an advantage from it. And yeah. was it Lookman or Maja that was called for the handball? Maja? Uh, no, it was Lamina who got oh, called. It was Lamina that had the, yeah, that yeah, had the, the, the hand. Maja put it in. Right, right and it was the, down it on his side. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, what's he supposed to do with his hand? The ball would have hit him in the thigh anyway. He w did not gain an advantage Precisely. from the use of his hand because it was going to hit him regardless. Actually hitting the hand made it more difficult for him. Yeah, because it's not something you normally trap the ball with. So in your case, the first one, they got completely wrong. The second one, they got right. No. Second one hit no, the shoulder. Because there should have been a makeup call. Mm -hmm. I don't care if that's how it works or not. We deserved it. <laughs> you, you know what, Sammy? <laughs> Sammy? Just mid-table team problems. That's all. Let's go well, ahead and move exactly on. That's exactly what it is. Let's go ahead and move on to uh, Southampton and Sheffield, which I didn't even write notes for. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> if you notice, that's actually. the only potential show title she's written down so far. You know that? <laughs> yeah, good. Mid-table team problems, because it's a great show title. Um, <laughs> all right. You'll so, be involved in that soon. Don't worry. <laughs> Heard. So, <laughs> South... Southampton, yeah, you notice that, Sammy. Look at my notes. I completely left Southampton out of that. Nice. Uh, unfortunate injury for Ings, but um, Che Adams came in and filled in just fine and got a great goal. What a goal. <laughs> great what a goal. goal. My goodness. That was fantastic. This is very simple. Shutfield's going down. We you already know who know else almost had one uh, today was Pablo Fornells mm -hmm. for West Ham. Same sort of thing. About 20, 25 out, mm -hmm. a little half volley. Sexy, just clip, <coughs> just clipped the bar, but this one went in, yeah, and it was fucking beautiful. Gave me a, a huge rager. Suck, suck for me that uh, Ings went out on the injury because that would have been his uh, penalty. Yeah, that Ward Prowse got. That would have been Ings. for you. Eh, um, oh well, I would have hit my bed. Hundred bucks, laid it on fire. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I, I'm I'm three hundred in the hole. You're seven hundred in the hole. So as long Hopefully as I'm beating you, weekend. as long as I'm beating you, I'm happy. Um, the bigger thing to talk about, big win for Shep, uh, for for Southampton, and I don't really want to go into it too much because I'd rather talk about uh, one Mister Christopher Wilder after the uh, after the match. The was being asked about his side, and he's like, "Well, we've been missing some key players, yada yada yada." 
Um, yeah, there's a few we could move on from. And if I could, I'd move on from them right now. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. If I had the numbers, I'd fire you myself. <laughs> like That's what like, he's saying. Like yeah. if there was a transfer window right now, I would transfer you like you wouldn't be here anymore. Jesus. That is ballsy from a manager that is lucky enough that the club goes, all right, we see what's happening. Go back down to the championship and get it right. And bring well, us like, back up. Like yeah. In any other circumstance, this man would be fired fucking back in November. <laughs> like, right. no doubt. Pretty brazen of you to be like, eh, yeah, I could do a few without a few of you. And if I could do without a few of you right now, I'd be okay I'd, with that. I'd do that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'd do that. So they only have a job because the transfer windows closed. Brazen. <laughs> Big time. Um, <coughs> well, you know just, what, you know what he also just did mm -hmm. plummeted their value. Oh God. Yeah. If he wants to move them on, everybody goes, but we know you want to get rid of them. Yeah. Well, we don't you want to get rid of that million? one. I'll give you six. Yep. Oh yeah. That's what he's worth now. Gotcha. <laughs> Heard. Well, you actually don't, you don't even value him at all. Well, and then you got to <laughs> wonder who some of them are like, I could, wonder what happened to Lise Mousset has to be one of them because he hasn't been playing well, and he I, is fit now. He was on the bench well, and he was one of their bright spots last season. I thought he was fantastic and they, he hasn't been playing him. I think it's ridiculous. Here's the, here's the scary part. Rian Brewster. What if Brewster's the one? Cause he started Brewster and then subbed him off again. Mm -hmm. So what if it's Brewster? Mate, that's the one your club just dropped a record million signing or something. on. Yeah, 40, 42 I mean, million. You need like to figure out how to, how to make you, that work. If you go down to the championship, guess what, my friend? They're going to get rid of you before they get rid of him. That's all right. He ain't selling them. Owners are Saudi. They got it. Yeah, or they got that money. That's pocket money. Um, Villa Wolves, no, no goals. Fucking. Uh, I mean, honestly. No fucking. E easiest way to now, describe this. a lot of dry this. humping. <laughs> yeah. Zero <laughs> penetration of the goal. It's, some of the football was disgusting. It was almost like you were dry humping. And then, you know, sometimes if your zipper's a little frayed, it, yeah. it hurts a bit. Yeah. That's, yep. Okay, well, then, great. I'm going to give you, you were a, 15 once, too, right? Yes, I did was. Did y'all dry hump back in the 50s? Y yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give you a quick, I'm going to give you a real quick math equation, and we're going to move on to the next game. Uh, first half, all Villa. Second half, all Wolves. Equals... Nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they pretty much it. describes it. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction, <laughs> which is exactly what it was. Villa dominated, Wolves dominated, nothing fucking happened. <laughs> nothing equal fucking happened. Equaled itself out. Yep. Spurs are getting hot at the right fucking time, man. The right fuck. I know. It's never me, the right time for me to say I that. I know you're rolling your eyes, but let's think like a uh, actual, you know non-biased pundit for just a moment. They are getting hot at the right fucking time. For them, yeah. And Gareth Bale at the double again. I mean, he's loving his life right now. Mm -hmm. um, very much enjoying his football. And I, I told you this weeks ago. So somebody hire me, please. All he needed was a run of games. He needed a run of games to get his feet under him, and he would have been good to go. And that's exactly what happened. He played three or four in a row, and then all of a sudden, you're getting fucking the Gareth Bale that Real Madrid bought four years ago. Two assists. Five years ago. Two, uh, two goals, both, like both assisted by Harry Kane. Harry Kane gets two goals himself later. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is what I'm you- I'm not looking forward to this weekend. This is what, if you're, a, if you're a Tottenham supporter, this was what you were looking for, is Son on one side, Bale on the other, Kane down the middle. Ugh. Yeah, and, and, trouble. And then Mora behind them. So, He's been playing all four of them. Yep. Uh, well, he played Ali this weekend, but yeah. but And then Ali played his dick off too. To, to go along with yeah. it. 
Now, I don't like his new porn tash he has. No, not, not a fan. A, either. Not a fan. So here, here's my one question to you, and then we'll move on to the to the last two matches. <laughs> and he's letting his hair grow a little bit, so he's got like that very like late seventies New York. Yeah, like, I'm just giggling because every bad. time you say something super clever, you look at me to see if I write it down. Just desperately wants a different show title. <laughs> title is not going to be porn stash. Nope. <laughs> Damn it's a it. different kind of show with Fuck. a title like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Damn right it is. So <laughs> it's my it's my kind of shit. Is this is this Sam one of two things? Is this all of Jose's mind tricks, fuck with players, motivate them, however it is that he gets them to do? Is that what's making it click? Or is this the team saying, fuck off, we're going to do it ourselves? Hmm, that's interesting. I don't know. It's like Allie's suddenly playing and doing well, and I all think Jose he, I has think, done is fucked him off for the entire season. I think part of it, Deli Allie is still a good footballer, and he's still wanting to play for England in the summer. Dar- I Dar- think he has to take his chance. He has no option but to be professional. So when he gets his chance, he needs to play well, or there's no way Gareth Southgate's going to even look at him. You Gareth, know what I mean? So he has to. Gareth Bale, he's not our player. He plays for Madrid. Like that just, you know, those yeah, little. Yeah, but he came up those, with Tottenham. Those little Jose fucking pokes and shit that he says, that little tinkering mind fuck that he likes to do sometimes works. Like it worked with Luke Shaw when he completely fucked him off for a while. Like it just, it's like Jose's mind fucking. So is it that or is it like just. Harry as the captain went, fuck off. We're going to start scoring goals, lads, and we don't fucking no, care because what that I think Harry Kane, I think Harry Kane is, is Team Mourinho. I think yeah. he's drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, so I, I, <clears throat> honestly, maybe all of them are just fit. It worked that one time, so Jose's like, all right, let's run with it, Yeah, and just, which could very well happen. But imagine that. You have three to four world-class players playing up front at the same time, and you all of a sudden are scoring goals. Um, Not really a surprise. One one thought Son, about Son looks a bit sad, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Is him Kane's my best friend. <laughs> no, he's my and best friend. And then Gareth Bale comes in and is like, listen, I've I've been here longer. Yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> he he got in one assist right at the end just to go, hey, hey, see, remember see, me? Remember me? We're friends. <laughs> and if you don't pay attention to me, I'll do what I did to Andre Gomez and everyone <laughs> will still love me. Yes, they'll still love me because I'm an inspiration <laughs> to the children. The fucking children. Nice thing for Palace, Wilf is back. I say you got to have Wilf and Eze and the new Loney for 18 months. Mateo. Mateo. You got to have them all playing on the pitch at the same time. Absolutely. Uh, a towering let's, header from Benteke. Let's see what we got. Like, fucking run run those three out and let's see what you got. I mean, especially you're going to have to tinker the squad going into into the next offseason. Yep. Let's run run that car ragged. See see what they have to show you, so you know if you need if you do or don't need to sell wealth, or if you can make it work and and have you know a good offensive threat because the three of them could be pretty fucking special for for a mid table team. That could be a fucking lethal, absolutely lethal attack. You know what um, pissed me off, but was was beautiful in its own right. That the Harry Kane goal. Oh yeah, where he just pulled out his uh, pitching wedge, just laid yep. it up there about two feet from the cup. Yep, Woof. right in the corner. No, it didn't even look up. He just knew where the goal was. Don't mind me. Whoop. Okay, yeah, it pick. was it was absolutely gorgeous, and I've never been so mad at something so pretty <laughs> ever. Um, Everton losing today at uh, Chelsea. <sighs> Sorry, coming. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, but it, but it's also, I mean, it's it's a place that it's a building they haven't won in. We were there this on this day last year, and we saw an Everton team lose four to nothing in a shit fucking match, wandering through the wilderness, just looking just not knowing where to horrible. go, horrible. And then this one, it <laughs> Everton took, were walking around like they're in a Robert Frost poem. <laughs> Two roads trying <laughs> yeah. to figure everything out, huh? I, I, I see you. Uh, Gilfie see, was. He was definitely soul searching. Yes. <laughs> but as, as I as I say that, then you look at this match where Chelsea were certainly the better side. They definitely dominated play. But it was an own goal and a penalty is what won it for Chelsea. Right. You know? Yeah. And uh, Pickford, uh, again, we talked about it last week. We'll talk about it again this week. Since Olsen, um, you know, Got came in and started playing, and 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 he's been back. He's been a fucking world beater. I yep. mean, again, four or five monster saves. So I guess he's uh, excited about Euros as well. Um, but it, it's when you know you're not going to win them all. And for me as an Everton fan, that's an acceptable loss. You know, I look at that two nothing, and it and it stings a lot less. Then the Fulham at home to nothing, the Newcastle at home two to one, the, the Newcastle, Newcastle away to nothing. Like <laughs> those are the ones that sting a lot more. Or or Southampton early in the season when we were undefeated in top of the table, losing to them to nothing. So that's yep. that's the harder part. So, I hear you, absolutely. So this shot is too. Yeah, okay. So you can't win them all. It happens. Um, what I would say is you all are a much different team, uh, arguably a little bit boring, to be honest, without James. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't. And I don't want you that. to become that reliant on – I mean, he's a world-class player. You, it's hard to not become reliant on him. But it's uh, obviously to a lesser, much shittier extent. Um, it's like United without Fernandes. Right. Now, um, but I would say, I would say the following <laughs> with that is – the rest of the schedule gets pretty fucking easy for Everton. Um, outside of West Ham and city, everyone is behind them in the table now. Right. Um, the next three is, uh, God, it's Burnley. It's crystal palace and it's Brighton. Now that being said, knowing as an Everton fan, we're going to get four points out of that. But, <laughs> it's a, but, right. but if ever there's an opportunity, everybody else has still got to play everybody else. So here's that opportunity where we can get nine points potentially and move ourselves and still have a game in hand against Villa, who Villa isn't playing the best of football right now. So there's an opportunity there. We're still in the hunt. We're still in the conversation here. That's for damn sure. Right. And finally, West Ham and Leeds. Leeds come out swinging. They don't get their way. So Bielsa and Leeds collectively stamp their feet, suck on their thumb, and hold their breath and leave as West Ham beats them. Yeah, um, a West Ham are flying. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. Jesse Lingard has taken this team as a loney in a month and a half and made it his own. It's been absolutely crazy. I've never seen a lone player have this much of an impact uh, on somebody on 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 a team, and he's just been he's just been absolutely brilliant. He really has. Um, it's it's amazing. Thomas Suchek still playing very well. Fabianski had a couple of great saves today. Dawson, Leeds. Dawson had a great game today. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Saved I mean, one off the line. Off the even. line, yep. yeah. Uh-huh. Sorting his feet out really well for a big man. I'm mm -hmm. very impressed by that. Um, normally, you would have seen him, not him in particular, <laughs> but you would have seen a center back 
uh, not be able to sort their feet out and um, have a comedy of errors. Him uh, and then him falling into last the year. Him last year for Watford. Yes, it would have been a comedy of errors. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant from West Ham. I, I can't believe it, but they are the best team in London. They really are, and they they, they are continuing to be. Declan Rice was fantastic again. Um, you can't really you can't really beat it. Uh, Mikel uh, Antonio was was awesome. Uh, worked as hard as ever. It, it's they got a good thing going down there, and I'm not sure how the Dildo Brothers did it, but it's getting done. They didn't do it. Moyes did. And by the way, Mort still tastes like shit. It's time to tell you what little we know. It is prediction time. Uh, both of us missed, but the chicken hit, and more importantly, our boy Pat is not going to get his legs broken by <laughs> by the man because he finally hit a fucking bet. How about that, man? So as we uh, feed the couple losers, I'm going to start off with um, I'm back to being a shitty better is what I'm going to uh, go ahead and put into the Dort Spirect cup of losers. There you go. And then for you, uh, Mr. So Graham. I have my cup of losers bet. And it says, this is bullshit, but at least it was better than Brian. <laughs> oh, little jab, little jab at Woke Sam's existence <laughs> and where Woke Sam came from. Very You're nice. absolutely right. So this week, uh, Keith, I will somewhat indulge, um, kind of. I have a double goal scorer. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, parlay. Two people, two, two, uh, two blokes. Ollie Watkins. And Gareth Bale to each score at any time in their respective games. You are picking Gareth Bale to score against your side, hoping that it backfires. <laughs> okay, if it hits, good. I'll be out of the woods. There you go. So what, what's win, the money? Win win plus eight thirty four. Ah, that's good because you're uh, you're now down currently uh, seven sixty five. That's what I'm saying. So I'll be seventy bucks up. Did you just break Ollie Watkins' leg with that? <laughs> Possibly. <bet? laughs> yeah, it's entirely possible. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but. Yeah, Ollie Watkins to score in Villa's game against Newcastle and Gareth Bale to score against my beloved Arsenal, which if it doesn't happen, I'll be very <laughs> pleased. Mm-hmm. Heard. Right, if it does happen, I'll be out of the fucking I, out of the woods. I, or, you know, even better, Arsenal win 3-1, Gareth Bale gets their goal. My bet's already fucked because I bet the North London Derby as well. I'll of course tell you, you did, about just to piss me off. <laughs> no, no, it's, 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 it's a very odd bet. That I did because I was going to do something else. But I'll explain in a moment. Let's talk about happier things. Let's talk about. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's pick of the week. No concrete shoes, huh? Holy fucking Christ, you finally got a W. I know, man. It's awesome. It was a no no stress one, too, you know, where it just didn't even have to worry about it. I don't know. At halftime, that 1 1 might have made you go, ooh, wait. Oh, no. Is this going to happen again? Yeah. Two, I, we didn't have you on the show a couple of weeks ago, but I, well, last week, I mean, but that, that Manchester United draw to fucking palace. It's like, what a kick in the nuts was that one? Absolutely. Yeah. Being such a heavy favorite. I mean, but yeah, that's just how shit was kind of rolling. So that's why I just picked uh, one game and that's the, uh, well, that's what I'm going to do again this week. So oh, I guess evidently everybody's betting on it from what I hear. So let's, uh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> All right, so uh, so I finally won, and uh, I'm gonna try. And I'm not going crazy. I'm still down fourteen hundred, so I'm just gonna risk the one eighty that I won last week and put that on the Tottenham against Arsenal game. Uh, I'm getting a half point at minus one eighty. Uh, probably be a good day for Sammy because I'm riding the first two weeks in a row, um, and me winning two weeks in a row that would be you know a first uh, this season, fucking unheard of. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, 
but you know, even with the draw, I still win. So uh, I like it, you know, and, uh, you know, I only got to worry about one game again this week and on the same team. (laughs) Very good. Very good. And yeah, it looks like we are all betting it except for Kitty. Kitty's betting a different match. So gotcha. Well, what, what side of it is uh, Sammy on? Uh, what do you think? <laughs> well, Graham, Graham actually bet Bale to score, hoping that he that misses. Mean, that doesn't mean anything. Nah, I told you, 3-1 yeah. Arsenal with Bale to get their right. goal. I hit my bet and my team wins. Fucking yeah. lovely old job. I'm I'm, I'm actually betting a goal score in a certain time frame. And I'll, uh, I'll talk you'll, when you listen to the show. You'll have to hear wow, it. because it's like it. a super, super prop. It was, <laughs> yeah, but you know what? The number, the odds were good on it. So I liked it. It's one of those ones where you're like, nor- when you're in England and you're sitting in front of the betting machine, you're like, wait, for five bucks, I can win 500. If these 20 things happen, <laughs> sure, I'll take yeah. it. Except for me, it was like, oh, I can win money if I bet this one thing. Yeah, this will probably happen. So I'll bet it. So nice. you remember I hit one of those bets while we were at the betting machine yes, you at, did. Uh, at the old William Hill. I, uh, it was, <laughs> I think it was, I think it was Tottenham actually to win by, I think it was win by more than two goals like with there to throw be ins and uh, throw ins and corners involved. And yeah. Red, yellow cards and all Which, kinds of shit. When I was my sixth pint down at news pub, uh, watching the game on television with you. Yeah. I was cheering corners. It made it vastly more entertaining <laughs> to watch the fucking game. We're sitting there in the middle of an English pub. He's like, come on, another corner. Another corner. Everybody's looking at you. He's like, I got money on this. The whole pub's yeah. like, another corner. <laughs> I won like 300 quid on it as well. It was it brilliant. Was fucking money yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it was fantastic. And then we spent it all on cigars and booze. Yes. Well, speaking of betting machines, you still have a winning ticket over my house that you need to pick up from me. I know I do have to pick that up because uh, I picked Tampa Bay to win and I got to pick that up because oh, that's right. Yeah, that's that that's code for Sam. Come pick me up and take me to the casino in West Virginia. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. exactly what that is. Yeah, Drive me out to Charlestown. <laughs> we'll get that done. Uh, in hey, the next... At least I won't pay for gas. Cool. We'll get that done in the next week or two. I got you, brother. All right. yeah, that's all good, man. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll talk next week. Okay. All right. Take it easy. All right, brother. <laughs> See ya. All right, I missed, so I'm now down $320. But that's okay, Sam, because it's been documented in Vegas. When injured documented players... documented at the start of the show. When <laughs> injured players leave before getting to take their penalty, I am a staggering 45 and 0. It's documented, Sam. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. 27.5% of the time, it works 100% of the time. I'm going to bet the North London Derby and I'm going to bet, a, like I said, a little bit of a prop bet. I am taking a goal to be scored by either side in the first 15 minutes at plus 200. Huh? That's a good bet. That's interesting. That's a good bet. <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, see, just inside 15 minutes, inside 15 minutes, actually technically inside of 1459. Okay. That's the number zero to 1459. Doesn't matter who the fuck scores it, there's a goal scored. I think there will definitely be a goal scored in the first 15 of this yeah, match. Definitely. Oh. I, I, I would tend to agree with that. I, that's a great bet. Thank I'm you. surprised you're not risking more money on it. Uh, it just uh, I, Well, the bet I was originally going to do, just to, I, I told you about this pre show, but worth mentioning here on the show. Initially, because we were saying... No, I didn't hear it. I was asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's a lot of things he was telling you and you just weren't aware of. It's, you know, 90% of the conversations I have with him, he's asleep for. It doesn't matter. So I I was going to take, because much like you have been saying, it's like City's going to lose one for to to someone they shouldn't lose to. Yeah. So the odds were so great. 
I was going to do my $100 bet split in two. I was going to put 50 on Fulham to tie City and 50 on Fulham to beat City. Right. Simply because, fuck it. They're riding high at the moment. And and the the win for, if they would have won, the $50 bet would have paid $800. It's like, fuck it, go for it, right? Yeah. Now, because they won and City lost, I went, nope. Not doing that bet because that ain't now happening. No. City got their loss. It's over now. Yeah. Walk, walk is, uh, I was walking up to it very quickly. Like I was getting ready to buy the drugs. And then I noticed there was a cop around the corner. I turned around and went, nope, I'm leaving now. I'm going this way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going in the other direction. <laughs> now, that's a pretty great segment. But we give you more. We give you Kitty the Chicken. <laughs> Kitty hit with her draw, and she's six at 14 and 14. So the other day, I went up to visit Kitty, and she was sitting on her perch very regally, which I found a touch odd. I went ahead and gave her Man United hosting West Ham, and Kitty quickly informed me of the rules of etiquette when addressing a royal. A royal? Apparently. Hold on. There's an open position for a royal. You saw the uh, you saw the interview this weekend. Apparently, Kitty spent the weekend with the Queen, and she has bestowed the title of Duchess of Harpercoop upon the bird. Ah, the Harpercoop. So now Kitty will be referred to as either Duchess or her full title, Kitty the Chicken, Duchess of Harpercoop. Now, the queen is also an iron through and through, so I'm guessing Kitty is taking West Ham to beat United. Yeah, most of the royals are West Ham's, or um, I'm sorry, Villa supporters, actually. No, no, most but of just, them are just Ars- Arsenal, Arsenal, there's Arsenal, West Ham. There yeah. As well. yeah. yeah, just, just William just is William. the just William's the Villa. No, um, Harry's Villa. No, Harry's Arsenal. Yeah. You sure about that? Yeah, Harry's Arsenal. Yeah, because he's a cunt. <laughs> Did you see the meme that somebody shared in the DFC group? No, what is it? Uh, it said that um, I knew something was wrong with Harry because he supports Villa, and it was Meghan Markle dropping the bombshell in the interview. Oh, somebody well, that's made a that bad meme. Okay, I was gonna say no. That's how they ended up with Archie. Yeah, but I got, I go get it. Villa Ooh. fucks. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not an accurate meme there. But you know what is accurate? Remembering to gamble both legally and responsibly. I love how we all get so proud of ourselves. It's brilliant. When we nail it, we're very proud of ourselves. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. So there are, it is, there, there are one midweek game. Yeah, go ahead. So the fantasy week isn't over. Right. Uh, but... Um, there are a couple that we can call. Okay. Well, actually, one of them we can call. Everything else is too close to call. Uh, I am up right now 24 to 15 over JB, um, which today's points weren't added in yet, I don't think. Russ right now is losing to Smokey 24 to 32. The thing is, JB's got three midweek games, though. Right. Russ only has one midweek game. Smokey's got two. Uh, this is the one we can call. Villa already doubled up Ray. She has one midweek game, and Ray is out of games. Well, that's because United beat City, 
And as a United supporter, he's not allowed to have nice team things. So he got his ass whooped by, uh, by her highness. Her highness. Big time. Uh, Gekko is up right now. 36, 34 over Keith, but Keith has four midweek games and Gekko has none. Ooh. So that's, um, pretty much done for yeah, Gekko's uh, done participation yeah. points. Alone Again, get the W yep. Uh, Elliot is right now beating you 35, 27, but you have three midweek games to his one. And um, I got, I got people who can score. Now too. this is the interesting one. Brody is up 62 to 60 on Rob currently. Wow. Rob's got two midweek games. Brody only has one. That's a humdinger. That's going to be very close. That it would be exciting to watch. Uh, watch, that's, watch those points. That's a shame. Through. Some somebody's going to lose. Somebody's going to lose, and they should have won this week, Absolutely. scoring over sixty points. Yep. Uh, Kenny is up right now over Alberto, thirty-two to twenty-four. Kenny has three midweek games. Alberto only has one. And then Taylor is beating Chris. Uh, Chris though has two. Um, sorry, I forgot. I got to refer to him by his Christian name, Firecock. Um, <laughs> he has two midweek games and Taylor only has one. So that'll be an interesting little match there as well. In, in the case of, uh, you said it's Brody and Rob. What yep. we like, what we like to call that is a gecko. <laughs> yeah. Have all the points and none of the result. So that's going <laughs> to wrap it up. Uh, Sammy, any parting words? Um, I do. Uh, you can always, um, actually, no, I don't have any parting words. No, at you the don't. Moment. You do. Oh, yeah. You, you need to mark your body for me. Thank you very much. I forgot much. about that. So I uh, will post the picture tonight. I only lost five pounds. The inside of your ass cheek will say D-B-A-C. It will not. Um, it will. I, it will be at a different part uh, of my body. I'm going um, to personally put that tattoo on you. D-back on the inside of your asshole. Well, here's, here's a thought that I just came up with. Uh-oh. What if, okay, not the asshole because that's gross, but what if Houston were to draw the words D back and then like an autograph and then you have to get those tattooed? So technically you'd be getting Sam's handwriting, handwriting tattooed on your body. I think I'm all right. <laughs> I'm like, I'd all rather right, tattoo asshole his asshole. Yeah. All right, asshole tattoo his asshole. Then. Right around, right around the circle. It's going to say DBAC right around. I was giving you an out, so it wouldn't have to be the anus. It's not going to be my anus. I promise you that. Okay, Mm -hmm. what's the area around it? I don't know what that's called. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be his lower back. It's going to be his lower back. So when uh, Carly's uh, pegging him, sees D back right on his tramp stamp. This is the main show. That's the kind of talk (laughs) we do for injury time. Right. This is the main show. Very good. Very good. Pegging here. All right, and um, (laughs) Sam, um, have you? Answered to the uh, Peloton community, com- not community, community. Have you answered to the Peloton community for um, letting them down and not exceeding expectations and losing well over 10 pounds as all proud Peloton riders should? No, because I had to take care and apologize to the DU community first. Okay. Um, um, but so I'll be getting in touch with everybody. I'll post a picture later. Five bucks. It was two dollars a thing. So everybody owes at least ten bucks. Some people generously donated more. Um, I did slip on some ice and tweak my groin at one point. So I was out for about ten days. Wasn't able to exercise. Sat around every Saturday night drinking lots of high octane, fucking heavy uh, calorie based beer. But, Sunday night uh-huh. for poker yeah, when you were doing <laughs> poker, you know. Yeah. Could just drink vodka. That I mean, you, I mean, you sell the number one selling vodka brand in the United States. Could drink drink a little vodka and soda those nights. Yeah, I could have, but I didn't. Oh. Uh, also, I did want to men- uh, make mention real fast as well. Um, uh, me, my shared over the weekend uh, on the DUFC group uh, and in Charm City Gooners with uh, what happened in our game, the one one, mm-hmm. and then with the weekend we have coming up. Uh, I did the um, 
everybody was bitching, of course. And I just said, don't worry, everybody. We're part of a team. And I did the everything is awesome uh, from the Lego movie. Right. Uh, gift. Of course. So I saw this beer in one of my stores today, and I know we normally save the beers for injury time, which you can find at www.patreon.com backslash do you football show uh, and sign up to the top two tiers uh, where you can hear us review our beers. And yet um, he does it again. Yeah. He does it again. About yeah. to do it in the because next segment, it makes you he does mad. it again. Yeah, because it makes you mad. That's why I do it. Mm-hmm. And um, so, But I found this beer, and it's awesome. Uh, it's called Situation Awesome. Heard Situation Awesome. <laughs> Everything is awesome. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Next up is injury time where we recap uh, the, well, actually, I'm sorry, we preview the weekend's action. See, you got me all fucked up. You know, when, 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 well, the you, man you are who's supposed for a to pretty feed, face. When you're supposed to feed me the assists and you're not feeding me the assists, next thing you know, I'm kicking it in fucking Rosette and I don't got it right. Come on. If you need me to make sure I put it out to you so that you put it back into the center for me to knock it off the post, then I need you to follow the fucking game plan over here, killer, okay? I was just happy you did the back and forth at the beginning. Yeah, and clearly we didn't do the right back and forth at the end. So until next week, everybody, it's all about me. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, yeah, the fucking gooner gram. Smoke them all, Lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Graham, hey. Sam Graham. Don't get your Don't get your In the fucking new button.